Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It. I hope everyone's holiday is going well. I forgot to say last night to everyone, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you are not in the United States, that's what we do. We have Thanksgiving. It's interesting. It can be fun, depending on your family. So far, not problematic in mine. <laughs> Unless you're Morrissey. So yeah, everyone's had their fill of turkey. I actually like the turkey. Not the ham. I made the cornbread. I love the cornbread. The pies. You know, being with family. Um, I always say on this show, unpleasant dreams. And that's really for my cousin. That's like when Carol Burnett would tug her ear for her grandmother. That's for my cousin. I haven't seen her in a while. Um, And so, yeah. You know, that's that's the one thing about Thanksgiving is that I miss. My cousins would come over. They come over with their families, and it and it was a fe- it was a fiesta. It was a true fiesta. And then when my grandmother was alive, very rarely would she. It wasn't until two thousand and seven she actually came to Thanksgiving. Everyone in the family was stunned. It was mainly for my father. She she came. So, yep, it's it's been great. No no overeating. You know, you you walk that off and you exercise that off. Um, I wanted to talk about speaking of exercise. <laughs> I wanted to talk about if you have a DVD or Blu-ray player or digital, go out and rent Bros. Yes, Trent, I'm talking to you. I'll even loan you my code because Trent wants to watch it for free. (laughs) It's a really great film starring um, Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane. I talked about it back in September and October, and it is a gay rom-com. But it's much more than that. It is a love story that transcends because and and it also is about finding your place in the world. Luke McFarland's character is looking for something that he really feels valued, something that makes him feel inspired. And what he's currently do, doing in the film job-wise, he doesn't like it. And then you have Billy Eichner's character, Bobby, and um Bobby is just hilarious. And a lot of a lot of it is also, you know, this essence that um, Billy Eichner has, you know, Billy on the street and very New York. And that's why we love it. And they even poke fun at Luke McFarlane's Hallmark movies. All right. Um, I've never really watched them. I've seen them when they're on and I'll just glance. I think, oh, how cute. Luke playing straight, but then, hey, a check is a check. You know, as my friend of the podcast would say, Mr. Carlos Delano, $20 is $20. (laughs) That's what he used to tell me, you know. He is married to his amazing husband and, you know, but they still make that joke. $20 is $20. Come on. Gas money. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> or, I, I mean, if we want to really go dirty, 
you know, there's that wonderful parody, Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood, where there's that character and he's like, I got these cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> and I'll end right there, okay? If you've never seen Don't Be a Menace, then you, you don't know. But if you know, then you know what he's trying to really sell. Huh. That's that's the thing with these films, you know? They are amazing. They're crazy. They're a part of our lives. They're a part of the forefront of everything out there. And to have that, come on. There's nothing better. That's why I loved Bros. I felt inspired by Bros. I felt... I felt all these different things from bros. And I just absolutely love that film. And I want all of you to go and watch it. Yes, there's gay sex. But it's much more than that. I mean, come on. I think many of us are tired of watching straight sex. If you are, raise your hand. <laughs> Or, or how it is portrayed. Come on. Do you really have sex like that? Yeah. So, you know. Or if you're into Game of Thrones. All the wonderful genitalia. And butts. And dragons. And Did she have sex with that dragon? I don't know. I don't know. It remains to be seen. It remains to be fucking seen. Yeah. It's crazy times. It's crazy times here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It really, truly is. Those are the fun times, though. Those are the fun times. And get out of your system. That's what you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go and hibernate for the remainder of the weekend. Maybe, maybe tomorrow I might go somewhere. That's the plan. But when I do these shows, I am I'm very thankful for this podcasting. And you know, yes, there are those of you out there whom I unfortunately knew physically who are like, "Oh my god, you really talk a lot." Oh, really? Well, you really do a lot of live videos and you really look like you've had too many. You really do. I don't know what you're trying to sell, but it looks ridiculous. So isn't that funny to have the tables turned, huh? Yeah, because I've been doing this for four fucking years and you've been doing what you've been doing for how long? Okay, alrighty. That's the other thing is it's anti-bully month and I've, I've dealt with my bullies. And my bullies, some of them listen to this show. And, you know, they're the Bobson twins. They're bullies. They want everyone to be miserable because they are miserable. They want everyone to complain because they like to complain. And so to that I say, well, glad I'm not you. <laughs> Hopefully that shoe with the nail on it, you know, fits perfectly on your evil foot. But anyway, yeah, it's all about karma. I am a main believer in karma. 
What goes around comes around. So if you're going to be mean to me, well, energy is already coming your way in droves. And I wanted to say that because I'm very, I'm very thankful for this podcast. I'm very thankful for my audience and how we converse with one another and the people who love the show and tell me about the show. Very rarely have I had people who didn't like it. In the beginning, yes, I understand. It was all over the place. Then I found a theme and I stuck to those two themes. That's the thing with media. If you have a theme, you can do anything. <laughs> you can do anything, okay? So I'm, I am so thankful for this show. And I'm so thankful to be able to do something that I love. And it takes me back to bros. If you think of Aaron, played by Luke McFarlane. He doesn't love what he does professionally or personally. And he and he finds a new identity in that. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's also festered by his relationship with Bobby Lieber, played by the amazing Billy Eichner. That's why I loved Bros. Bros was kind of like a lesson in being yourself and also that love is available. Not on Grinder. Come on. Not on The Bachelor. I know a lot of you watch The Bachelor. You know, even shit happens when you party naked. You all watch The Bachelor. And it's entertainment. That's what it is in it. Do you think those people are actually gonna be together forever? You know? Do you think they're gonna be together forever? Do you think, you know... They're not going to. So yeah, that's uh, that's the stuff of uh, legend, people. We'll be back after these messages. From the very beginning, was incredibly generous. Um, and I don't know why, maybe because I watched a lot of Billy on the street and we all have some idea of who he is, but he was incredibly receptive, incredibly gracious, incredibly open to suggestions that I had and ideas and tweaks. So he's, he's truly been uh, a dream. Nick, our director, he's, he's great. He, from the very beginning, uh, you know, two years ago when I sort of got this opportunity, he was always interested in my experiences and as a gay man and as a you know a fellow actor in this project and he was very receptive to sort of ideas and suggestions in my experience i think like any great director you sort of listen to what's in front of you and you try to build it in if it makes sense and uh, he's always done that I, I adore him he's also funny he's funny I think an important part of this being a rom-com is that we're sort of adding to the canon of the other rom-coms we've seen before. The, the, the people on the outside that come together and, and that becomes part of the canon of, you know, love. And we see these different kinds of love and we've seen these in these great rom-coms over time. And um, we're now adding this other piece 
to the rom-com canon. These two people can also fall in love in a sweet, funny, loving, um, self-deprecating at times sort of way. Whenever I think about representation, I just think about my experience as a kid and what it would mean uh, to see someone like myself on camera and how much I would have changed the course of my life and the course of my happiness. So that's why it's important. And I know that sounds really overdone, but it, it's for the generation coming up to just see people and say, that's also okay. So here is my feeling about why we want to see this in, in the presence of other people, especially with the LGBT experience. A lot of it is so private. Um, people are ashamed. Shame is part of the gay experience. So <laughs> what better way to sort of exercise that, um, the thing we're trying to talk about is to be around other people that have different experiences so that you can see and experience other people's reaction to things that might make them uncomfortable or what somebody would laugh at versus what somebody else would laugh at. I, I, I think privacy is important and publicness is also really important. I think that's another theme of our movie, the publicness of these kinds of relationships. So I think that wants to be experienced around other people. So that was Luke McFarlane talking about his experience on Bros. Now, we could go to Bros, but sometimes it's fun to just also go to the streets. Isn't that right, Billy? I think we've all seen Billy on the street, and Billy is just hilarious. And here he is with Paul Rudd, who's played a lot. Paul has played a lot of gay men. Hey guys, it's Billy. I'm out here back on the street with famous and beloved straight man, Paul Rudd. We're going to spread the word about my new movie, Bros. You ready, Paul? Yeah! Let's bro! Sir, Paul Rudd wants you to see Bros. What's up, Paul Rudd? You guys going to see Bros, my new movie, September 30th. Yeah, I'm one of the bros, so I gotta watch. Tell all your bros to see Bros. Hey, bros to see Bros. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Start. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of gay sex in it. Whoa, we, oh, okay. Miss, you gonna go see bros? Paul Rudd wants you to see it. Absolutely. For Paul, I would. Yes, R-rated. It's a gay rom-com. Okay, love. Yeah. Really fun. Okay, great to meet you. Yes. And those yes. really are great glasses. Thank Who you. makes them? Celine. No. Oh. These are my new ones. Oh. I got a movie to sell. I, I know. Sir, Paul Rudd demands that you see bros. I'm in. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank bros. You. When, when's it playing? September 30th. Can you physically carry me there? Oh! Let's try. It's, it's, a, it's a ways we can try. Well, it's hard. Don't don't kill yourself, Paul Rudd. Oh, we're carrying this man to Bros. Miss, are you straight? Yes. Yes, we're rounding up straight people to go see my movie Bros. It's a gay rom com. Come with me. Okay. Come I, with me. I can't. I have to be. Somewhere. Where do you Where do you have to be? Uh, a work meeting. Oh, come on! No, 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 no! I've been working for twenty years for this. I need a straight person to go see Bros. We need straight people to go see bros. Miss Paul Rudd and I are rounding up straight women to go see bros. Oh my God, oh yes, go see bros. Miss, for a dollar, will you be seeing bros? Will you see bros? I'm sorry. Why, why? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not Florence Pugh. Okay, I'm back on the street with a pack of wild lesbians ready to spread the word about my new movie, bros. Let's bro, lesbians, let's bro. Bro, bro, me, me and these lesbians want you to see bros. Are you going to go see bros? See bros. September 30th, yeah. Because, bro, what? I'm not, I, I don't know. Is they play Cardi in there? They play Playboy Cardi in there? Wait, what? You know Playboy Cardi? Yeah. 
Yeah. Nah, they ain't, you don't know who that is. I know who that is. So name one song by him. I can't name a song. Name one song by Barbara Streisand, bitch. Sir, me and these lesbians want you to see bros. Bros is coming out. New movie? Yeah, bros, September 3rd. All right, yeah. Bros, let's bros, 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 Let's go, lesbians, let's bro. Sir, me and these lesbians want you to see bros, no? That's okay, lesbians, don't let them get you down. Sir, these lesbians and I want you to see bros. Bros. Bros, yeah. New movie. Sir, for a dollar, scream if you're going to see bros. Bros. Yeah. Miss, these lesbians and I want you to go see bros with us. See bros. New movie. Okay. For a dollar, scream if you're going to see bros on September 30th. I'll see bros on September 30th. Yeah. So you're going to see bros? No. Oh, God. Wow, he was too gay even for bros. Bros. Rated R. Only. SeatGeek presents... So, Billy on the street. Billy Eichner. Everyone has a little Billy on the street. And, um... What's Letterman gonna do now? I love this. Um, I love the movie. It was such a good movie. Here's some more. Much cooler, sexier job, and you have power over people. Because everyone wants a drink, but to be a waiter, everyone's like shouting. I couldn't keep the things in my head. I had a complete meltdown doing that. Do we make the obvious James Corden joke, or do we just move on? <laughs> Guys, congratulations on the movie. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, I'm a big fan of you both. I love John Apatow, I love Nick Stoller, and I have to say, this movie is exactly what I was hoping for. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you both. Billy, I'm going to start with you. When you first started doing Billy on the Street, did you ever think you'd be starring in a Judd Apatow-produced rom-com? No, and it's very funny because, you know, I spent most of my career, you know, on the street talking to strangers about movies and actors making movies, and now I get to make one of my own. I mean, I've done other things, obviously, but, you know, to star in a movie and co-write a big movie like this, not something I could have predicted. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, and just quickly on that, Judd is literally one of my comedy heroes. Um, so how did this collaboration come about? It started with Nick Stoller, who co-wrote the movie with me and directed the movie. And he's worked with Judd for a long time. Judd's been a, sort of like a mentor to him um, over the years. And so Nick brought the idea of doing bros to me to do a gay rom-com. And then Judd quickly came on board because they have a great relationship. And um, it's an honor, really. I mean, it's so flattering that they even thought I could do all of this, you know, and then trusted me with it and trusted us, you know, to tell an authentic story. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, literally, like I said at the beginning, Nick Soler, John Apatow, you guys, it really does deliver on everything I was hoping it would. So, congratulations. Thank you. Um, So I'm going to be completely honest with both of you. I didn't know frapples were a thing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was clearly born in the 1950s. <laughs> very, very close-minded. Uh, so I have to ask you both, which celebrity do you think Bobby and Aaron would choose to turn their couple into a thruple? Oh, like a celebrity couple? Um, or I guess you two are a couple and you're just looking for one person. Oh, oh, oh who, would, who would Bobby and Aaron be in a thruple with? Yeah. Hmm, that'd be it'd be an interesting conversation. Yeah. I mean, for them to have, and they, have <laughs> they have different things yeah. they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, this is a very good question. We've yeah. never had this question. No, in months of doing press. Yes. Um, <laughs> who would we be in a... Th who do we agree on? I feel like they would have to be somebody that would be kind of, like, attractive, but maybe a little dim. Somebody that we could kind of take care of. Wow. Now you're talking, I think, to your own interests. <laughs> no, but I'm serious because, you know, there's a... <laughs> Yes. Bobby would always be Aaron's primary. Mm -hmm. And then there would be like... The fun one. The, the <laughs> person we have fun with. <laughs> Who would that be? I don't know. I love that you're trying to think of dim celebrities. <laughs> dim well, I'm also thinking handsome. about... Yeah, well, now we can't say. Now we can't say. <laughs> you sorry. said they have to be dim. Uh, we might have to get back yeah, to I'm you so on this. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. When I'm leaving, just shout <laughs> So, look, I think a lot of people can relate to your character just absolutely hating his job in the movie. Um, so I was wondering, I love asking this question to movie stars because everyone can relate to it. What is the worst job you've ever had? Oh man, the worst. I, I'm a pretty positive guy, so I've always like found something that I enjoy, but certainly a job that was really, really hard for me was I, I was a waiter uh, for a very brief amount of time and I found it just so, t I didn't, I was bad at it. I was really, really, really bad. I'm also dyslexic, so I have a very hard time with like, punching things into a computer and the wrong thing would come. I was terrible at it. I did it for, I did it for a month. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. I was also really bad at waiting tables and waiting tables at like a posh restaurant in Manhattan was a nightmare. Yeah, I couldn't do it for very long. I was a good bartender. I like bartending. That's like a much cooler, sexier job and you have power over people because everyone <laughs> wants a drink, yeah. right? So they're waiting on you. But to be a waiter, everyone's like shouting. I couldn't keep the things in my head. The orders, it's terrible. I had a complete meltdown doing that. Do we make the obvious James Gordon joke or do we just move on? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, he, he doesn't follow such things. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so Billy, at the start of the movie, you're, you're talking about the subscribers, about your journey. Um, and I was wondering, as someone who started out making content on bike, how was Billy on the street born? And did you ever think it would take off in the, in the way it did? I mean, it's been a real slow burn with Billy on the Street. It started a very long time ago. The first Billy on the Street type of video I made was for my live show that I used to do in New York in 2004. This is before YouTube came along. It's probably, you know, there are people watching now who were not born. Um, and there are people who watch Billy on the Street clips on TikTok now who truly were not born when I started doing it. Um, so, and then it had a long life where, you know, it, the videos went viral. We turned it into a sort of proper TV series in, in, in the States. And then clips from the TV show went viral. And then, I don't know, it just, it, we went on Netflix. It went on TikTok. And like every time it sort of gets onto a different platform, it takes on a, a new life. Uh, but it's been a very long road. Uh, but I'm very grateful. I mean, it's kind of crazy how mainstream it seems now. You know, there's so much men on the street stuff that happens on TikTok. Mm. And people like blame me for it. I take full responsibility for that. Um, although I didn't invent men on the street, but uh, I guess the modern version of it. Um, but yeah, when I started out, everyone was like, oh, it's so... It, it was so edgy and it's niche and it's New York and it's gay and now all these years later it's extremely mainstream which is kind of a funny trajectory yeah it's so popular on TikTok isn't yeah, it yeah. Um, I was wondering did you ever have anyone like big in the industry sort of champion you when you were like showcasing Billy on the street yeah actually um, Joan Rivers who was huge here in the UK was like a real uh, friend and mentor of mine and uh, when you used to come to those early live shows of mine in New York 
Um, really? Yeah. You don't know my whole Joan Rivers story? Yeah, it's uh, she was really. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you. Thank you. Uh, tell us all. Yeah, exactly. She knows she she was really amazing, and she used to for the line crew. Oh my god! And, and it's the commercial. And Joan Rivers would hate that. Take, um, back in the day, she used to take my Man on the Street videos and I would put them on a DVD for her and she would drop them off with the producers of all the popular chat shows in the States, like David Letterman at the time and Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon and all those guys and uh, before they knew who I was. And she was a real champion. She was very supportive, very encouraging when I was... Uh, having a lot of self-doubt, I wasn't quite working enough yet. Imagine having a Joan Rivers is like your like delivery person. Yeah, yeah it was so <laughs> insane. Yeah, she was and she was so much fun. She had a really great perspective on being famous. Yeah. She loved being famous, and she used to tell me, she used to sort of make fun of actors who complain about being famous, mm -hmm. which I thought was so great. She's like, "What's better than someone in New York, a stranger?" coming up to you or shouting, I love you across yeah. the street. She's like, what's better than that? Why are these people complaining? Which is such a, a healthy way to think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so look, there are so many funny exchanges between you guys on uh, dating apps and they just get straight to the point asking for all types of pictures. Um, so I was wondering, what are your icks when it comes to dating? <sighs> I, I do find like rudeness really, really tough. I mean, like uh, I, when somebody is mean, to somebody or does something sort of dismissive or I, I find that really, really obviously that's a total turn off. Um, I also find people that um, kind of can't really make eye contact with you a real turn off. I'm saying very generic. But those, are, those are all I mean, those true. are important. They're very important things. Um, I think people who for some reason seem to have one personality when you're texting them and are a different person when you meet them in person. You know, usually they're kind of less shy over text, you know, and they have a lot of personality and they're funny. And then you meet them in person and they freeze up or something. I don't know. People get really nervous. Um, and that's always a bit of a turnoff and just confusing. Oh, Billy. Let's go to Joan. It's Billy Eichner. Uh, I'm very excited because I'm about to get in bed with you. And I think it's going to be really hot. I am assuming I'm not the first gay man to ever get in a bed with you. Uh whether you knew that at the time or not. The late Joan Rivers. I had to. I had to. I grew up loving her, and here we go. She's with Billy before the movie. Good evening, good evening. Welcome back to In Bed With Joan. As you know, I'm never really sure who's going to be on the show tonight, so let's get started right away, and let's see who is coming out of the closet tonight. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? Oh, hi, Joan. Hi. Hi. Really Sorry, I, I was... Hi. Sorry, I was in there with Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> How are you? Good to see you, Billy. I can put Billy on the street hey, on news. Yes. Nice hi. To oh, great to see you. <laughs> How's it going? It's going. How's it going with you? First of all, I want to ask you about your dad. How is he? He is dead. <laughs> well... <laughs> I told you that last time I saw you. And he's still dead, if you can believe it. But he was very supportive while he was alive. I told him I was gay. It was over. That's it. Threw himself out the window. Dad, don't see me. Don't stand in the window. Because I got something to tell you. He was like... <laughs> Remember Cousin Herbie? Well, guess what? I'm a poof, too. Dad! Over the, out the window he went. When did your family find out you were gay? Uh, 
when I came out of my mother's vagina. Immediately? Yes, the doctor was like, oh, God, he's gay. And you said to the doctor, you call that a knock? <laughs> Make a bow. I, th I threw the umbilical cord around my shoulder. Um, no, I think I came out to them when I was in college. And then my father seemed confused. I thought they would know because they literally, when I was younger, they took me to see Barbara Streisand and Ben Midler concerts and every Broadway show. And um, my father's one concern was if my brother was gay. Oh. That's all he wanted to know. He thought maybe, and I said to him, I said, I'm gay. And he was like, is your brother gay? And I was like, I don't think so. And he said he dyed his hair blonde. Because he did. He had dyed his hair blonde, but he wasn't gay at all. Does he get you? I think he does get me. Does yeah. he think you're funny? Uh, I think I think he does. I hope he does. Sometimes I think my family is shocked well. by, by what I do. I didn't come from a show business family. They were like accountants, and they worked for the phone company. Then they all died. <laughs> I'm scared to ask. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Your mother, how is she? She actually is also dead. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Happy Mother's Day. When does this come out? Well, it's just what a warm, sensitive person you are. Yeah, exactly. Does this, this continue with your relationships? Um, my relationships. What relationships would those be? That's well, that's people the you love. Could you yeah. kill Meryl Streep? No. See, I know he loves. You know I love Meryl Streep. Streep. Yes. Why do you obsession. love Meryl Streep? She's a little chunky. No, she's not. <laughs> she's like, I mean, she's good in a good shape for a, a woman she's of her age. She's a chunky person. <laughs> she is not chunky. Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, she's fat. Glenn Close no. is not fat. No, they're neither one of them are compared fat. to Meryl Streep. No, oh, come on. No. At least Meryl Streep is feminine. Wait a second. Hold it <laughs> Yeah. You think Meryl Streep is the epitome of femininity? No, I didn't say that. But I said Meryl Streep is more feminine than Glenn Close. Do you think she would have made yes. a great Lincoln? <laughs> Meryl Streep, she could do anything. She could do. She could play Harriet Tubman. She could play anyone. Okay, we're gonna get in there, Billy and Joan. Oh my God, it's Fun Friday. Oh jeez. It's fucking Friday. I'm cold. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Unpleasant dreams.